welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and today we have a very special Quit Your Day Job podcast interview with Missouri-based muralist Samantha Cox, who just happens to be one of my best friends. Samantha's journey is going to be very relatable to a lot of the mom listeners, especially. And she shares how she went from the stay-at-home mom role to boss babe business owner with a lot of tough mental shifts in between. I have personally gotten to witness this because I have coached her from day one up until she's able to stand on her own this year. And I'm just so proud. You know, this is such a special episode to me because her confidence is currently at an all-time high and continuing to grow. But it started at a pretty low place, you know, but since quitting her day job, she's happier than ever. And I can see it in her eyes, you know, and I hope this interview you know, gives you the inspiration you need to do the temporary hard things to experience the good things in the long run, right? We're all in this for the long game. And myself and Samantha, we're both relatively quieter people. You might not think this by by listening to our interviews here, but if we're in a room full of people, we're typically not the ones that are like entertaining or talking. Like we have a very general shyness and whatnot. And I think it's a really, really great example for other artists who are similar, who are, who are introverts like us. And just to show that you can do anything you set your mind to. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Samantha Cox. Hey, we are going live today with one of my favorite people ever, probably my favorite artist. I could probably say easily she's my favorite artist that I know. So Samantha Cox, we're going to go live and talk about a quit your day job series, just how she transitioned from being, she worked at a bank and then worked a bunch of different jobs that just didn't really like fulfill her, you know, and now she's in a career that she loves and yeah. I'm so excited. This is so funny because we like talk most every day. So, hi. 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 <laughs> I haven't seen you in forever. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying how like we, we talk almost every day. So, mm-hmm. this, is, this is so like professional. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. Okay. Awesome. Well, if you could start off by introducing yourself to anybody who doesn't know you <laughs> and just pretend yes. like, yeah, pretend like you're not talking to me because I know everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I am um, from Marshfield, Missouri. I am paint mostly with acrylic and uh, I, I had a slow start of everything. I haven't taken any paint classes or anything like that. I really just learned on the job. With Andrea. <laughs> yeah, I, I paint murals and uh, windows. And uh, yeah, I'm very new to all of this. It's very, it's very, but it's fun. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how, what, um, I guess let's just start way back and kind of work our way forward a little bit more in depth. Like, have you always been interested in art? Yeah, so in high school, I took every art class possible all the art classes. When I got out, I kind of just went from job to job and then worked at, or well, before I worked at the bank, I had my son. So I stayed home for two years and I thought that's what I wanted to do, but that is not what I wanted to do. (laughs) I did not want to be a stay-at-home mom and we can get into that some more, but really I went to college and I took two sketch classes. So I never actually did any paint classes at all. The, The most I've done painting is on the job. So 
very green. I feel like I've learned and grown so much in the past two years. So this is, it's been exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember whenever we went on our trip up to Branson and we were like brainstorming and you were like, tell you, Anna, you really didn't like your job there. And where I was like, okay, let's brainstorm. Let's talk. And you were like, well, like we, we could open a, like a, was it a dessert shop you were thinking about or like, yeah. Options? Yeah. My first job was cake decorating. So like every job ends up being some type of artistic thing. Like even when I was working at the bank, I painted all their windows. Like, yeah. But yeah, I, I really wanted to to do that for a while. And then I just, I don't know, just working with other people and everything, like working for myself only by myself. It's been really cool, you know, but I thought I'm like, I don't really want to open a cake shop and have to deal with, you know, customers and food service. Like that's a whole different thing. It's a special type of person that can do that full time. I enjoyed it when I did it, but there was a time where it came to an end. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Uh, and then... Let's see when, actually, I don't know this question. I'm, I'm curious, like when, did you have like a moment where you were like, I think I want to do painting or like you thought it was possible because like, I know like, like we've been friends for years and years. So you kind of, <laughs> you watched me do it. But when, when did you change your mind? And you're like, me, this is possible for me too. When I seen you do it, actually, <laughs> it was nuts. I remember the, the day I wish I could, I could find the post if I looked hard enough, but I remember the day I was like, oh my gosh, that's a career. Cause I didn't know about murals or anything, but when you got the job for Bass Pro, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I was like, look at my friend, look what she's doing. And I, I told everyone that that's what you were doing. I was so proud of you. And I was like, holy crap. But I didn't, that wasn't even like a possibility for me that like, I was like, that is really cool. I would love to do something like that. She's living her dream. That's so cool. Like when I found out you're an artist too, I was like, wow, that's, that's just nice. You know? So, I mean, my will started turning at that point, but I never thought it was actually possible. I wouldn't allow myself to. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so I, I guess this is, this is like, um, some, some insider intel, but I, I remember like, so you were a bridesmaid at my wedding. And so everybody, we know each other really well. Yes. So, and I, I remember talking there and I remember you, you talking about what you wanted to do and you, it wasn't painting. And so I was like, okay, like, I just didn't know what direction you wanted to go in. It was just kind of unsure. When was the moment where you were like, this is possible for you? You know? Yeah. I, I don't know exactly. Like, well, was I painting with you at that time? Like whenever I was one of your bridesmaids? No, we, we painted so the before. wings though. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So painting the wings was really the first thing I guess that we did. Oh yeah. That we did. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then we came back and COVID hit. And then I remember I was supposed oh, to have okay. a bunch of artists to come out at, at the project at the YMCA and mm -hmm. nobody could do it. And you were like, I'll come. I was like, oh yes, please. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, so that was the first time we painted together. And then we did a couple logos and then we did the peacock and then that's kind of how it, but when did it, was it at the YMCA one or was no. it? No. And now I kind of remember the whole timeline from the bank. I went to this little part-time job and I was like, okay, this is good enough. You know, this is fine. I can be at work half the time and at home half the time. I thought that that was enough. I thought that's all I was capable of. I'm like, this is good, but I was not fulfilled. There's just something missing. I don't, for some stay at home moms, it's everything they ever wanted. That's what I thought I was. That's not what I was at all. Like I, now that I kind of let myself go, there's a certain block, I guess for me anyway, when I had my son mentally, like you stop thinking about yourself. And so I just was not thinking about myself for the longest time. I'm like, okay, so this is what I want to do. This is what's going to make me happy. This is not what made me happy. And when I started working with you, I was like, okay, this is, this is something fun and cool. 
but I don't know. There was probably a job. I wish I could say <laughs> which one, but I remember at the YMCA one, I was terrified because you asked me to make purple. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? And I'm like, okay, I know what colors make purple. So they're trying to make purple. Like, what if this is not the right purple? <laughs> but like that kind of challenge, I like thrive in that. Not like making a certain color, but just murals in itself is such a challenge. And like in high school, I ran cross country for fun. Like just the challenge. I really like the challenge. So I guess like once when we started going and, and working on more things, my first job that was like my responsibility was really probably when I was like, this is what I want to do with my life, you know, and which was the big Marshfield mural, which we worked on together. But like, I remember you kind of just like threw me out there, which is the <laughs> yeah. best thing you could have ever done for me. <laughs> because it's almost like even with the bank, like, I would still be there if the universe didn't like push me out. <laughs> just, I'm so stuck in my ways sometimes. And I know a lot of people can be that way. And if I could just go back and talk to myself and be like, you need to quit. You're not happy <laughs> for anyone out there. Who's just in this, this job and this is your hustle or whatever. And you are not happy. I'm telling you, it's the best thing ever being fired. So I loved it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it all worked out so well, but with the Marshall mural, there was so many times that I needed you and I was like, no, you're going to figure this out on your own. And I looked at videos and I listened to your advice, which was hard for me because I want to just do it myself. <laughs> but I'm like, no, she said this. It's like, do this. So it's like putting your ego aside to actually listen to somebody is also very, very hard for some people. I'm kind of able to push that aside. Like I feel it, but then I let it go. And I'm like, okay, she said, do it this way. You're going to do it this way because I want to learn, you know, how to do it one certain way that works before I make it my own. Whenever like my next couple jobs after that were that were a hundred percent my own, that's whenever I was like, okay, this is this is it. I can do this. You know? So it's just like the build of confidence, which you also told me. You're like, you know, you you because I, I specifically asked you that one time because I noticed I had this block of just not being confident in myself, which was really holding me back from painting quickly, from painting correctly the first time. Like I was being I was afraid to mess up all of that, which goes away when you're confident in yourself. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> the more you paint, the more confident you become. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so great. Yeah. And now look where you are. You, so you painted for Amazon mm -hmm. recently and yeah. you're getting bigger and bigger jobs and you booked a $10,000 mural for this coming year in 2022. <laughs> oh my gosh. 2022. <laughs> that's a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. And in a very, in a very short amount of time too, you know, like, so you really started to get busy this like early spring. Right. And yes. so it was like here and there, like for a while, and then you really started to get busy. And then ever since that, it just really hasn't slowed down. No. And, uh, that's one more thing, like with the mom mentality and like being a mom at the same time and trying to keep up the momentum. Like there's a lot of times where you get discouraged. And I just kept like, delegate, delegate the stuff you cannot do and keep your momentum because that's the only thing that keeps me going. Like just so much work over and over again, just keeps you in the mindset to just keep going. You know? Yeah. The, the momentum has helped me quite a bit. And then just doing all aspects of the job as well with the social media, keeping up with all of that, like that's the 14 hour day, you know, keeping all of that together and organized has been really great for me. So, yeah. Yeah. And so you, you get the majority of your, of your referrals from Instagram and Facebook, right? Yeah. Most of them come from Facebook. I've had about like 
probably $3,000 worth of jobs come from LinkedIn, actually. So that's like growing. I've gotten more and more from that. And then Thumbtack as well. I get some from Thumbtack. But yeah, most of it was Facebook. So I'm like, okay, Facebook's grown. Now I'm going to focus on some other social media sites. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Let's let's, let's talk about money real quick. Because a lot of people, when when they're first coming in, they're like, what do I charge? What do I, what did you charge in the very first? And what are you charging now? And how has that changed? And how have you grown from that? Yeah. So I think I'm in my, I'm just in my second year. So I'm like doing this fully. But so the first year I remember I charged like $30 for a window and then $60 for a big window with color that took me like hours and hours. This is ridiculous. And then for murals, I would break it down to, it was like $30 an hour. I was breaking everything down to that. So I would just give them a flat rate for that. But Now I've probably upped my pay like three times this year. I just, I was like, you know, I would quote something with my old price or before I quoted it to the actual client, I would think about it and I'm like, this is worth more than that. And I just go for it. And I would just tell them like, okay, it's this much. Probably one person has haggled with me, but it's, and that just tells me I'm doing the right thing. And the only person's haggled with me was from Marshfield. And it was just, it was one of those things where they shouldn't have. When you know, you're like, all right, come on. But um, yeah, I that just tells me that I'm either quoting right on point or too low. So I'm like, okay, great. I've got some some skills to to put forth for next year, you know. And it's just been it's been really great. But yeah, I've upped my prices three times this year, which felt wrong. It felt wrong, but I was like, I'm gonna do it. And then the work, uh, you know, it, it turned out perfect. I mean, I've I've haven't had anybody be upset with my work yet either. So. Awesome. <laughs> so, so what what are you charging right now? I actually don't know this. Yeah, I kind of charge per job. So yeah. let's see. I'm probably at like fifty an hour if I break it down per hour. Yeah. Maybe some jobs are more. It like for silos. I yeah, <laughs> I raise that because you know there's hazard pay. There's the fact that. It is just hard. I mean, when I'm out there and prepping the day before, that's like a full two days work. And so I I charge double for both of those days. And so, I mean, that probably comes out to a hundred an hour for silos, which it's worth it. (laughs) Silos are hard. I really enjoy them though, because like I said, I enjoy a challenge. I enjoy for it to be hard for me. And sometimes I make it harder than it is for myself, which just like pushes me to make that easy. Like I want to push it until that's an easy task for me until the next thing that's challenging, you know, I don't know. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but doing hard things all the time is freaking exhausting. Oh yeah. <laughs> you kind of got your start with silos, you know, like, so like, I think they're, mm-hmm. they're so big, they're, they're attention grabbing and you did that one at the golf course. And then now you've been asked to do many of them. And I feel like that's a big one that really helps you get your start and like command a lot of attention on Facebook. A hundred percent. The golf course silo was the first time that I took my business seriously. I could not remember doing it. I was like, oh my gosh, I did that. I was like proud of myself. And I was like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I can do. This is what you can do. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was nuts. And then the time that I took myself seriously was when I did the double silos. So there was two silos right next to each other. I did at a farm and uh, they were pretty simple, but the lettering on there was 100% uh, free-handed with a, <laughs> with a ruler and uh, measuring tape. And that was 
hard and I pushed myself to make that happen. And it was extremely difficult, blood, sweat and tears in every sense of that. And uh, I got down and I looked at that one and I was like, yeah, I definitely did that one. And I was like, you can do anything at this point. You know, like I moved back and forth between two silos in wind that was pushing the limit for me to be up that high in a lift. Like I was checking the wind every day because it was that windy and I was swaying back and forth and I did lettering freehanded. I was, yeah, I believe myself now I could do whatever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really though. It's so funny too. I think a lot of people I see, like you get the hardest ones up front you know, like, and then, and then after that, like you, you get like 10 jobs after that. And they're like, Oh, well, this one isn't as hard as this one that I got way early on. That was really like mentally hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mentally. Oh my gosh. I mean, sometimes you look up at this big thing you're supposed to do, whether it's the design that's difficult or the surface that's difficult. And you know, you're like, all right, here, here it is. I got to arrive or I can't, I got to tell the client I can't do it. Nobody's going to do that. You know, like, <laughs> That was one of my worst fears is like messing up or, you know, having to tell the client I couldn't. And I remember calling my dad and I'm like, what if I can't do this? I'm like, this is so bad, you know? And um, he's like, well, worst case scenario, you show up for your client and you give them the excellent customer service that you can. And you tell them the truth. You say, hey, I, you know, underestimated this project. I'm not able to complete this for you, but I'm going to find somebody who can. And I kind of felt comfort in that, but it was also like, I don't want to give to somebody else. I'm going to do it myself. Like I can do this. <laughs> so it was like, you know, just telling yourself, like recognizing the way you speak to yourself is also so important because I started out very negative and uh, the more positive you are to yourself it is, oh, it's made such a difference in my life. So it's very, very important. Yeah, for sure. I, I remember my first year and just like, it's so hard. Like mentally, it's just so hard because you're learning things so much. But then I think there's like a hump that you get over and you're like, okay, things aren't easy. Have you reached that like hump area? Then, or when do you think you did that? Yes. Yes. I think with the amount of windows I did this year, actually the sheer amount of work I took on to keep my momentum, I just, I was like, no, you're going to do this. It's fine. You know, (laughs) like I just wouldn't give myself any breaks and each day was flowing into the next day, you know? And, uh, I just, I stopped being nervous. Like I, you know, I would procrastinate and get everything out of my car slowly and sit there and look at my phone, look at the design over and over again that me and the client had decided on. And I know windows aren't near as difficult or permanent as, as murals, but that was when I had the aha moment. And I just looked at the window and I'm like, if I mess this up, I'll wipe it off. (laughs) It's easy. And I'm like, why are you taking so much time? And just to get over that mental block that it was going to be hard you know, and I would just start it. And I'm like, wow, I finished that in an hour. That's incredible. On to the next one. So now almost all of them are that I've done a mural since then. And I just popped in there, laid everything out and started painting in record time. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) I love that. I remember when we were talking in the beginning about pricing. And I also agree that pricing is so weird, especially in the beginning, especially when you're used to making like $15 an hour, like growing up or like 20 that we used to make $20 an hour in promos. And you think that is just the most, the big, amazing thing. And then you go to price a mural and you price it at like a thousand dollars or something. And they're like, your brain is like, Oh, Oh gosh, Oh gosh, everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a project like that where you were like, I'm just going to throw out that 
throw out the prize and see what happens. <laughs> like, yes. So for like the first silo I did, I think I only did that one for like 2,500, which is sad. Oh my, well, I, I think <laughs> that's pretty still, good. Yeah, it's still great. But, <laughs> but like the amount of work I didn't realize I was going to have, you know, but for like the next couple of silos, especially the recent one I did on the side of the highway, that one I was like 12. <laughs> and they were like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, it's 12 a- grand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then they added stuff. So it ended up being more than that too. But like, yeah, just like knowing your worth too. But that was me throwing stuff out there and breathing heavily after I sent the text message because I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's that's yeah. amazing. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> How many hours do you think you spend on that? Like a week? Well, and I remember you guys had problems with the lift or something. So like you, right? Oh, yeah. Or you, yeah. you earned that. <laughs> I very much did. And well, like, a lot of times, well, I've learned <laughs> more than once is what I should say. I've gone, I haven't gone to the site and I've uh, quoted something without seeing it, like a bigger project. This one, I'm very thankful that I went there and that's why I priced it the way that I did. There was this huge ditch. I was working around cattle. There was lots of like debris and trees and the silo was deteriorating. And so, of course, I had a contract in place that I was not liable, but I would come out and fix it if anything fell off, like the concrete was coming off because it had been, and that was another thing. On silos, you can almost cheat like like a grid because of the rings. The rings are exactly like four, four and a half foot from each other. And so it's really easy you know, to do lettering when you have those lines to go off of because you anything is warped. You cannot project. You can project about two feet in the very center. Everything else has to be freehanded and get down, look at it, go back up, get down, look at it. That takes a lot of time. So I went out there. I seen how difficult it was going to be for the lift. I had to back my truck up and move the lift multiple times to reach the spots I needed to. I mean, that in itself was a whole day of just me moving it, backing it up by myself, hitching it on there and moving it. I mean, that all of that takes time. And then, I mean, I had to go to the very tippy top of the, this one, which I hadn't before. The last silo, I, I was too afraid to kind of look down, you know, but I wanted to. And I'm like, you're doing it. So I took my lift to the very top of that thing and looked down. But for that one, I knew what I was getting into. Thank goodness. Like if I had done that one, my first one, I probably would have told everyone I was never doing a silo again. And another thing, I kind of didn't want the job. I treated it very whimsical. I was like, this is going to be hard. Like, this is going to be so hard. And I'm like, but it'll be great. And I had to tell myself, I'm like, stop it. You can do this. You want to do this. You will do this. And then I just, part of the being more relaxed in the job, like I knew how bad they wanted it too. And I was like, and I didn't really have to explain myself too much. But uh, I explained just enough. I was like, this is a difficult job and this is what it's going to be. And they were fine with it. And then they kept adding things and it was fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the beginning when we were talking about pricing before you would ever like, you know, price something at above a thousand bucks and you were like, Marshfield will not pay um, very much for murals and like they're, they, they just don't value artwork. And I also have said that in the past about Springfield and all that. Is that still the case or do you, was that like a limiting belief or do you find that sometimes it's like that? Sometimes it's not. Or like, where, where are you at with that? 
Yeah, it definitely was limiting. Like you, like now I kind of put my work above what I think that they're going to pay because you, cause you kind of have to, because if I'm, if I'm willing to do, you know, eight hours worth of work for two hours of pay, that's not okay. I can, I can say no to that job. I can say no to it. And that's really hard for me because I wanted to say yes to everything, all the jobs. I wanted all, you know, I wanted to do as much work as possible, but it, it's not worth it. So once I let go of that and just started charging what I was worth, I mean, the more stuff that I did, I mean, this was in just this year, I started doing that because now a lot of people know me there too. And uh, it really just depends on the person because I mean, that silo, Chris, you know, my husband, he's from there too. And he was like, oh, they're never going to pay over five for that silo. And I was like, then they're not going to get a silo. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I cannot do that. I just, I put some belief in myself that, you know, that my work is worth it, you know, and I, I priced accordingly. So now I, instead of doing $60 per window, I average like $200 a window in Marshfield. So I do, I do take it down just a little bit because it is a smaller town and I feel like if I did up it more, it might not work. But yeah, no, I, it was a little bit limiting, a little bit of the client itself, but there are more clients there willing than I had thought. And I wouldn't have known, or I wouldn't have had that realization if I hadn't just charged what I was worth. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. in the beginning, I was bringing on too much. Like there's, there's so much to do and you see so much on social media and everything. I thought like the faster I worked, the better I would be, but I kind of let go of that and then simplified my life as well. Cause I was trying to do canvases way before I was ready. Cause for some reason they're more scary to me than a huge wall or a huge silo. Like what is that? <laughs> but they are. And like just everything to do with them and learning something new like that, plus doing murals, plus taking on the winter windows and all of that all at once was a little too much for me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on one thing at a time. And I just focused on murals for a while. And then I focused on windows. And now I'm going to focus on canvases at the beginning of the year when it's slow. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. You know, but also just like mentally getting myself around the speed thing. It wasn't so much like, I need to go fast. I need to go fast to be better. It was like I talked about earlier, I need to be faster and stop procrastinating and letting my mind get in the way of everything. Because I would do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that and just uh, like getting to know yourself too, I want to mention and like going from, okay, I have to like, as from a mom perspective, a lot of moms will kind of understand what I mean, but you kind of lose yourself when you have a baby because you kind of give them everything. So I kind of, kind of lost who I was in a way. And so I'm like, oh, well, I can't do that. I'm in this classification. I'm a mom. I have these responsibilities. No, you can be a boss. I mean, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can, you can take on as much as you want. And I just, I had a lot of issues with that going into the business. I was like, oh, okay, well, I, I need to slow down for these reasons. No, that was an excuse. And sometimes that's hard for you to hear. Like, even when you tell yourself, you know, that it's an excuse, but it was, it's an excuse because if you kind of want to do more with your life, you should be able to no matter what. And your kids are going to see you work. They're going to see you do that. They're going to want to be like you and they're going to want to push as hard as you do. I don't know how many times I've taken my son to a mural. He's helped me too. <laughs> like <laughs> it's possible. And you don't have to put yourself down in that way. Like I don't feel bad when he has to come with me to a mural because he's watching me work. He's watching me put in hours to better myself and he sees that I love it. 
So it's good for everybody all around. And to have confidence in yourself is important too, because I didn't have that. I would make the excuses, well, oh, you can't do that yet. Oh, you can't charge this much yet. Yes, you can. I don't care if I'm in my second year. Like I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try this out because I feel like every client is different. Every job is different. I've done things that I never thought I would do. And this far, I mean, like, I cannot wait to see what I'm like in 10 years. Oh my gosh. Like what kind of, <laughs> what am I going to be painting on a silo then? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I mean, anything's possible, but I think I like so many other moms I have talked to and my worst enemy, I hold myself back from so much. I could be so much greater and I will be, it, it takes time. I have to do that to myself every day. I have to push aside the excuses every day and do it. There's no reason why I can't. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. It's it's so much of this is so mental, you know. I mean, aside yeah. from murals being just so physically exhausting, <laughs> it's so mentally draining. And I I remember I remember you telling me the mom thing several times. Like like for instance, when I was like, Hey, do you want to go to Peru and, and do do ayahuasca? You're like, No, I'm a mom. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And just like all these yeah. different things. I was just like, Okay, well. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I just don't understand because I'm not a mom yet. I'm like, maybe that is a classification of, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of put yourself in a box almost. Or I mean, I did. I just had a lot of issues with that. I have a bunch of mom friends who kind of felt the same. I mean, kudos to the moms who don't like, gosh, you guys are amazing because being a mom is hard, but it doesn't have to be constricting. I mean, you can still be yourself. Even if, you know, you lose yourself, you can find yourself every day if, if you have to, but you have to wake up and choose that. Like nobody's going to do it for you. Like you have to do it. You have to do the work. <laughs> so, yeah. and for a long time, I thought I didn't have to, I thought I was content. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to stay home and I'm going to do this. And I, I would tell people like, this is what I want to do. It wasn't what I want to do. Cause I didn't know what I wanted to do because I wasn't even thinking about that. I'd basically given up and that's okay too. As long as you get up whenever you're ready. I mean, like you got to force yourself to, I feel like the universe just kind of kicked me out of bed one day and was like, you're going to do this. Like you're going to go meet Andrea and you're going to learn and you're going to do these things. And, and I did, and I surprised myself thinking about it, that I actually did that. So it was hard. I know it's been so <laughs> fun to watch you on your journey too, because it just brings back so much of like, I, you remind me of myself, like a, a few years ago, I'm like, you're going through exactly what I went through. Like, get it. <laughs> like, and it's oh, tough, but it's so fun to watch you grow. And just to now, you know, not be upset with just going to work or like having bad coworkers or, you know, like, or any of that, like now you work for yourself and it's just mm -hmm. the best job in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. The social part of that was so draining. You know, I feel like I'm a brand new person and I've run into a couple people who say that as well, just talking to, and I'm sitting there not even smiling, just like talking to them like normal. And they're, they're like, do you just, you're so happy. And I'm like, really? You can see that? I'm like, I am. <laughs> it's just so cool. And one more thing I wanted to mention, I stopped listening to music while I work completely. And that was like my thing, you know, because no matter what kind of music it is, you know, I like to, you know, have, you know, some upbeat music whenever I'm working and stuff. But now I don't do that. Now I listen to women talk about money and I listen to podcasts. I listen to successful men and women every day because I believe that it is a mindset. So from going from one mindset to another is very difficult. And like I said, I choose it every day. So if I choose to listen to music one day, I can tell a difference. 
So I'm like, okay, from now on, I'm going to listen to a book. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to listen to whatever, you know, but not music. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's helped exponentially. I love that. <laughs> I feel like I've made a blonde clone of myself in a way. Because <laughs> I really I have. <laughs> I, I, I say that all the time. I'm like, my life changed when I stopped listening to music and I started listening to personal development. And because it, it is like, and part of that too was I used to listen to music like the, the entire time I, I worked away from home at, at Bass Pro Shops. I never knew a podcast. I never knew of audiobooks. So like being away from home and all of that and listening to music, it's not enough to keep my mind. My mind would still go and like to places and like dreamland and think about worries and like imagine these things and I would just be like it just added to some stress you know but once I put an audiobook in my head like it's a lot harder for my mind to wander you know like it it keeps it there and it's like oh and we're learning and we're learning how to be and we're learning that Mm -hmm. wait there are other women that are that want to make money and so yeah I totally totally get that it completely (laughs) changed my life but like with for somebody like us who you know we came from humble beginnings and our parents are not like Biz- well, your, your dad um, owned the, the Dairy Queen, but it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very, very different. <laughs> very different. So like, but like we, our parents didn't give us a whole lot of like business advice on like how to get started. So we had to learn that from audiobooks and whatnot. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been like on fire since I've made that switch. Like it's really nice. Well, I started with Big Magic and I know a few other artists have recommended that to me, but I started with Big Magic. I was painting a mural at the time, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really cool, <laughs> you know? And, of course, I always listen to your podcast, too. I, I just find it comforting. I'm like, oh, I get so much, like, inspiration from these things. And I'm like, why am I not doing this all the time? And so I just pop that book in, and then I went from the next to the next one, and I just I'm, take every recommendation, and I have a list of all these books I'm going to read ever listen to I can't I don't have time to read I know <laughs> audiobooks will be my life <laughs> but yeah so either switching from just like I have a lot of confidence ones that I'm listening to um like you know like mental boosting or whatever because I feel like either that or uh, like money blocks is what I'm struggling with you know to make myself grow and so either that or you know, the successful books, like the business stuff, I find just so interesting. I'm like, okay, yep, here it is. Like, and you've told me this, I think you've been telling me this for like a year. You're like, this is what I listen to. And I'm like, okay, I know I listen to music. And I'm like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of me is too, like, I don't want to force you to be anyway. Like, which is why I'm like, I'm like, even as the January challenge is coming up, I'm like, we're doing this. Like, I tried to get you to the first year and then when you did and I was like, okay, no, I don't care. Like it maybe because yeah. every artist is different, you know? And like, yeah, just because I like something doesn't mean. And so I haven't tried to force it on you as much, but now that I know we're like the same person, I like, <laughs> I recommend you books. Like like the, mm-hmm. the get rich lucky bitch that Shannon yep, gave, gave to me. I was like yeah. every woman. Okay. If you're listening, <laughs> get rich lucky bitch by Denise Duffield. I think is her name. Yeah. Uh, Defield Thomas. Highly, highly suggested. Have you, have you started yeah. on her new one? I did. I started on the, the new one, but then I went back and I'm actually on like, I'm almost at the end of get rich lucky bitch for the second time. I wanted to listen to it again. That's how much I loved it. So I'm really invested in her and I plan to listen to all of her books and yeah, she's absolutely amazing. I, I second that recommendation, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's almost like a repetitive thing for me, like, because I'm not ready to hear it. So like when, mm. when you say something a second time, I'm like, okay. And it's like, whenever, I don't know, it, it's either the excuses 
like I, I've been told by a couple of people, but that certain things that I was saying was an excuse. And I'm like, no, it's not. And now I would get offended. But then later on out of the blue, I would either be painting or doing nothing. And I would just like realize, Oh my gosh, that is an excuse. I think we all hear, hear stuff when we're ready to hear it, but we have to hear it. The seed has to be planted. So I welcome any and all advice because eventually someone will hear it. <laughs> you know, I think that's really special. So, I mean, that's what happens to me anyway, because I, my mind goes 90 to nothing all the time. So I think I, I hear things when I'm ready to, <laughs> so <laughs> or when true. I need it. Yeah. Yeah. So true. It's like, it, cause I think too, we're just learning so much. Like you, you're focusing on like how to learning how to paint and how to make this giant wall look like the way you want. And they're like, I don't really have time to focus on my, my money men- mentality too. And like, and do both yeah. of those things. It's just too much sometimes. Like it's like working on murals and working on prints at the same time. It's just a lot. Yeah. Social media for me has been a lot like making videos and I'm really taking notes and, and everything. So that, that's my focus too, that and prints at the same time, prints at canvases. Just there's, there's so many elements to it, but that just makes it more challenging. And so it's like every single day I get to challenge myself, like, this is a perfect career <laughs> for me. Like, this is what I needed to do. It was really hard to make this realization. I'm just so happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, I think that's about wraps us up. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for coming on and chatting with me about yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, that is it. Thanks for listening to another show all about how to quit your day job here on the Artist Academy podcast. Now, if you are inspired and you're like, all right, I'm raising my hand, maybe I need a little bit of help with my mural career or art career, selling things, finding customers, all the things, I would love to help you out. So just go to artistacademy.co. That's artistacademy.co. And you'll see a bunch of stuff. You'll see a mural training. You'll see a way to apply and join us for the fourth quarter success plan. We have what you need to get you started in the art career because really once you get started, then the rest is a lot easier. It's just finding that starting point is really tough sometimes. But yeah, and also if you liked this episode and you want to review the podcast, I would say Thank you so much because I am offering a shout out on my Instagram for a podcast review. So if you review this podcast or if you share it on Instagram or anything, just tag me and I will shout you out on my Instagram of over 70,000 people, followers, you know. And so just basically just a thank you for helping me and I'll help you kind of a thing. Okay. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next time.